0: Hello and welcome to the CBJ Sports Podcast. He's Cam M. I'm Brandon P. And welcome to another episode. Today we're going to be talking about this week in sports, having some discussions, and previewing this upcoming Boston sports schedule. I'm going to hand it off to Cam for a quick update on the NHL.
1: Thank you, Brandon. Yes, as we saw yesterday on Tuesday, we had our first Exhibition matches between the Penguins and Flyers, Maple Leafs, Canadians, and Oilers and Flames. Grade three games there. And today on Wednesday, we have a full slate of from starting at 12 p.m. all the way through till about one in the morning Eastern time. We have hockey games today, about six games today. And then tomorrow we have three games, our last three exhibition games before the tournament starts on Saturday, August 1st. The rinks look good. The arenas look good. Teams look like they're getting ready and should be excited to see what happens next. Back to you for NBA and MLB updates now.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Cam, for that NHL update. Uh, NBA is going to start around uh, this weekend tomorrow with the Jazz and Pelicans tipping off at 630 on TNT. You can catch all NBA games on TNT, ABC, and ESPN, all national television, or on your local uh nba channel uh we've seen a lot of teams uh all the teams are now in orlando and uh we're actually going to see the first game tomorrow as i mentioned but some notable things we've seen from the nba is uh, what players have brought and some players have brought some fun things to uh Keep them closer, to family like Jason Tatum bringing his books to read to his son, or we have some other players bring bringing some video games to keep themselves busy. Cam, what uh, if you were in Orlando in this uh, tournament? What would you bring?
1: No, I'd probably bring my PlayStation to be able to still game with the teams when we're not practicing or with the teams. And yeah, I'd probably bring a few fo- photos with me some. Games, stuff to keep me entertained when I'm not practicing or playing or with the team.
0: In MLB this week, we saw 17 players test positive for the Marlins. Fortunately, we've only had three games in uh, for the Marlins, and we've already seen uh, some positive tests, which gives some concerns to the NFL, which we'll uh, talk about later and the challenges between a bubble versus no bubble. But uh, it's. Uh, unfortunate to see uh, players test positive as the Marlins came from Florida where they've had bad, uh, a bad outbreak now in June, July, and August, summer, and um, the Phillies and the Yankees had to, and the Orioles, had to postpone some games due to Marlins players testing positive. Uh, do you think more teams and players will test positive, or is this the only one?
1: Oh, definitely, I think we're going to see more teams and players test positive. I mean, they're, Marlon's only three games in, and they already have 17, 18 players and staff. But we'll get more into that later when we go into our discussions later. And next up, with our NFL news, we have a lot of players deciding to opt out of the league. We had six Patriots players opt out, including Marcus Cannon, Patrick Chung, running back Brandon Bolden, Danny Batel, Nazi Torrin, and Dante Hightower. So that leaves that leaves the Patriots without for the upcoming season. Tom Brady, Kyle Vinoy, Duran Harmon, Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton, Landon Roberts, Ted Karras, Nate Ebner, Philip Dorsett. Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, Brandon Bolden, Danny Patel, Najee Torin, and Marcus Cannon. So, Patriots are losing a lot of players there, as we'll talk about later. If we will see more players take this decision to opt out of the season.
0: I wonder if we'll see more players. But for right now, uh, these are the six players opting out for the Patriots. Uh, and... We may see more, as the NFL also has concerns with not playing a bubble. And after what MLB had this opening weekend, NFL may have uh, new thoughts on their season. Uh, this week, MLS uh, had their, started their playoffs and uh, last night we completed the round of 16. Unfortunately for uh, Boston fans, uh, the Revs did not make it as they let up a one-nil loss to the Philadelphia Union. Uh, So, sad for them as they uh, ended their time in Orlando, but as players uh, reconvened with their families, families and kids were much happier, and smiles were across all faces. So, MLS, if you don't remember, had two teams withdrawn from the tournament, Nashville and Dallas, for a positive test. Even though they were in a bubble, they still had some positive tests, as Texas was hit hard. but they were out of tournament. We had group play, uh, 9 a.m., 8 p.m., and 10.30. So, avoided the heat, and now we're on to the playoffs of the tournament. All right, discussion time. Marlins uh, is the real question. Are we going to have a season with 60 games, or will it get cut short?
1: Oh, definitely. I think, I mean, it's, we saw the NHL and NBA do it in a bubble. And both of them had zero positive tests in their last testing phase. But MLB, like we said, decided not to go in that bubble. And yeah, like we see here with the Marlins, having 18 players and staff test positive. So I do not think the MLB will be able to finish the season without a change in however they're playing their games. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do, but... Yeah, I think the MOB is in a lot of trouble in their upcoming scheduling games because you can't you can't have more of these players and staff test positive like that. We're just being three games into their own season. Should be a challenge the MLB is going to face, but the we're definitely going to have to see a change here if they want to be able to finish this sixty game season with playoffs. to Be able to finish it successfully. Yes, yeah,
0: three games is sad to see a positive test after only three games so MLB hopefully will make it through a season I'm not sure a lot of players have opted out and the NFL is following in footsteps and we may not see an NFL season so what are your thoughts on that and NFL and MLB
1: yeah we saw a bunch of players opt out of the MLB season now we're seeing them opt out of the NFL season too um, I think this will impose a challenge for the NFL and teams because they're losing a lot of key players, like we saw with the Patriots there. They've already lost six players where a good amount of them those players start games and contribute a lot. But one upside to this is that it opens up some cap space for the team, as we saw the Patriots cut receiver Will Hastings out of Auburn, but when These players opted out, they decided to bring them back. So I think that is one of the slight upsides, but it's gonna be a challenge for these teams to be able to play without these key players in need. And we talked about the NFL also does not have a bubble. So what we're seeing with the MLB, like in the Marlins, we might start seeing that more in the MLB and even starting in the NFL. So we'll see if the NFL is deciding to make some changes to their schedule end games, considering that they don't have a bubble all-star and are playing in their other team's home stadiums.
0: Yeah, it's we'll see what happens as the NFL season is not supposed to start till September 10th. That's the opening game. Chiefs at Texans at Arrowhead Stadium as Chiefs were Super Bowl champs last year. In case you forgot that. Um, NFL has a challenge as they are not going to play in a bubble like the NBA or um, NHL. And we've seen MLB, and it's tough. So we don't know where it will come. And hopefully in a few weeks we can talk to Mike Reese about uh, what he thinks about the NFL season. And if it does happen, uh, what are some challenges the Patriots have to overcome to do well this year? As Kim mentioned, we already have six players uh, opting out this year. and. We may see more. So hopefully if Mike Reese comes on in a few weeks, we can talk to him about that. But uh, we'll cross our fingers as he uh, is challenging work as Patriots are starting train camp soon. MLS, uh, I want to know your opinion. Have you liked uh, a World Cup, World Cup format or do you think uh, it was a bad idea to only play three games? Yeah,
1: I think the MLS format has been great so far. I mean they've had a great slate of games. I think the group stages went well and I think the round of 16 and uh, as the playoffs continue I think it's going great. I mean the games have been entertaining for fans to watch. I think the MLS did a great job of what they had and the MLS is going to be it's going to be some entertaining games coming up as we're nearing the middle and end of the playoffs coming up soon. So do you, do you agree with these thoughts about the MLS format of how it's going?
0: Yeah, I agree with you about World Cup format was great. Um, unfortunately, because of the World Cup format, they only got to play three games uh, that count for regular uh, standings. So a lot of teams only played three games and Nashville and Dallas only didn't actually get to play any because of COVID. So it's a different world we're in now. But Unfortunately, Orlando heat, they can't play uh, 10 games uh, a day because one, there's not a lot of fields and two, it gets so hot they would uh, they would get caught in all these thunderstorms in the middle of the day. So I think what the MLS did was great. And uh, there's rumors about them finishing the 2020 season uh, with no bubble in September, October, and just playing some regular season games about 20-ish schedule that would go from August, September, and uh, playoffs would start October or November going into December 10th as the final for MLS Cup. Cam, after what we have saw in the bubbles versus non-bubbles, if the MLS wants to do a 20-season non-bubble schedule, do you think it's going to happen or do you think it's going to not happen?
1: I mean, I think they should definitely start out the season back in a bubble again if they're starting it off in late August, early September. It'll definitely be challenging without a bubble. Like we just talked about with the NFL and MLB and not doing a bubble and already have challenges that they're going to face. So I think if they want to have a better chance of, be able to play out the full season and have it go the way they want it to go. They should definitely keep, keep all the teams in a bubble together. Just eliminate the risk factor of exposing people to the virus and the challenges that the teams might face if they have to start to lose players or even have to, you know, take a break. It'll be, it'll be a challenge for all the teams in the standings if one team has to take a break like the Marlins, they have to take a week off to cancel the other games. So the MLS should definitely keep it in a bubble if they wanna see the best results out of their their season and be able to finish it.
0: I'm uh, gonna have to agree with you. Bubble versus no bubble has been uh, very different as we've seen MLS uh, did a whole tournament in a bubble format which went perfectly fine after Nashville and Dallas withdrew. I um, M- NHL has seen that they're gonna do more than one bubble. Uh, East Coast teams in Toronto, West Coast Edmonton. I think we could see that with MLS. All the Eastern Conference team in a lo- a bubble location, and all the Western Conference team in a bubble location. So there'd be two bubbles, and this way you'd still get to play about twelve or so games.
1: Yeah, the two bubbles is definitely a great idea. I mean you ha it eliminates the east being able to play from the west, but you still have the teams being able to play and there's less people in one particular bubble area. I think that two bubbles could be a great decision for the MLS if they decide to change and go into going go in the bubble route. So I mean I look out in the near future to see if they decide if they go one bubble or two bubbles.
0: Yeah and M E A is actually Thinking about for the next season, because this season's almost over. But if the if next year is like today, we may have to do another bubble. So they're thinking about it. But we have breaking news yesterday: Joey Bosa and Charger agreed on a five-year, hundred and thirty-five million contract, hundred and two million guaranteed. Uh, we've seen the Chiefs with some big contracts now. the Chargers, uh, is this now the new norm to? Uh, pay stars big huge contracts or is it just a coincidence
1: no i think this definitely could be the new norm we're seeing bigger contracts this was one of record contract um but some of these top players they're they're getting paid and most of these players they deserve the money like i still agree that i still think that the mahomes contract was ridiculous and that was a lot of money but this Joey Bosa contract, I think this is a solid contract for him. He's a great player. He'll contribute immensely to the Chargers. Great on their defense. I think Joey Bosa deserves this contract, and Chargers made a made a good choice of signing him and paying him right. So I think these high contracts could be the new norm for for these great players and good players there. And we might start to see even more more higher higher paid contracts. Because players, as we saw, Dak like Dak Prescott wanted a big contract. He unfortunately did not get one this season as he stayed on the franchise tag for the year. But we might see next season that he he's gonna get paid, like Zeke did there in Dallas. So I think we're gonna start to see more players try to get a little more money, but that could also impact the team negatively, taking down their cap space. So we'll see what happens, but I think this definitely could be could be the new normal for players getting that higher salary that you could say some deserve and some might not deserve that much
0: money. And in the previous weeks, we've talked about uh, Madden ratings, the 99 club. Uh, do you think Joey Bosa should be uh, close to that or even in the 99 club, or is he still uh, needing a few more years before he can make it?
1: I'll start off with you. Do you you think he should be in the 99 club or close to there?
0: I'm going to say he should be close, around 97, 98. But really, that 99 club, you got to do something incredible. Stephon Gilmore, Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Donald we see a few examples of few people Christian McCaffrey was so good for the Panthers other than him the Panthers had no offense so he's a you need to have a you need to be a star to be in the 99 club
1: yeah I'm gonna agree with you there he's definitely not an elite elite player to be in the 99 club he, he's definitely a great player but he's not there yet I mean I put him at a 92 low 90s overall he's he's a he's a great player but like you said you have to do you have to be and do something incredible to get in that 99 club like the players are like Gilmore and McCaffrey like you said and I don't think Joey Bosa is at that level yet but I think he definitely could be in the next coming years so we'll see what he does but he's a he's a great player for the Chargers to have Chargers might be a little underdog team this next year with new quarterback Justin Herbert. So we'll see what the Chargers can do. They are in that tough division, but they should be. There sh- might be a team to look up for under the radar there.
0: Well, Cam, thanks for your opinion on NFL. We've had lots of discussions.
1: But I want to go before we go into the NBA predictions, um, while we're talking about signings. Let's talk about the Mookie Betts signing with the Dodgers. You know, twelve years, big contract, three hundred sixty-five million. I know we talked about this a little bit with the Mahomes, but do you think that he deserved this big contract, or the Dodgers? You think the Dodgers should have signed him to maybe a shorter year contract, not twelve years, maybe like a eight-year contract or something
0: like that? Well, my opinion is probably gonna to be the same about Mahomes. He's an injury factor, and longer contract is a little worried for those teams because usually paying a lot more money, and if they're an injury concern, they may not make it all of the years of the contract. So 12 is a lot. Uh, we saw it with Mahomes and Betts now. And I think the Dodgers are going to be in the same boat with Betts as they are uh, the Chiefs are with Mahomes. So I'd probably say my answer is about the same as what I said about Mahomes. If you're curious about the Mahomes uh, contract, and you want to learn a little bit more about that, go over to episode two or three. Uh, That's where we uh, talked about the Mahomes contract and the defensive tackle Chris Jones, because Chiefs have been, are now in the same boat as the Dodgers. And we've been uh, discussing a little bit about bigger contracts and injury concerns. If you're new, We also have an Instagram account, CBJ Sports. We posted a few things this week the Jamal Adams uh, trade and uh, CL Kraken. So we usually post that when we have a new episode. So if you follow CBJ Sports, you will get all the new updates on sports and also uh, hint at uh, watching the latest episode. But I want to talk to you as the NBA is starting tomorrow a quick NBA preview for. Uh, a few of those folks who uh, haven't been thinking about NBA and now that it's starting tomorrow, uh, they need to get caught up on their team. Me and Jason talked about this, the first episode, which you can watch on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcast. Or if you don't, you can get caught up uh, right now with me and Cam. So tomorrow, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the NBA is going to start with the Jazz and Pelicans, 6.30 p.m. on TNT. Opening game continues. With the Clippers, Lakers in um, Orlando at nine p.m. on TNT. So that's our opening day and to kick off the NBA on Friday we see most of the rest of the teams. Some normal matchups. We see the Celtics, Bucks. Uh, that game will be on ESPN. We got um, Sacramento and uh, San Antonio. Some good teams. Uh, we know we have the. Um, Pelicans vs. Grizzlies, John Morant versus Zion on the 4th. So that'll be something uh, we're looking for. Actually, it is on the 3rd, where you can watch Memphis, New Orleans, 6.30 p.m. Monday, August 3rd on ESPN. So we got some notable matchups to start. Um, Toronto-Miami, always a good Eastern Conference rival. But uh, a lot of people uh, are thinking about the Nuggets with a new Jokic. So Kim, what's your thoughts on this opening weekend and um, do you think the Nuggets are a contender for the West?
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of people are excited to see, you know, basketball is back and sports are back, but the Nuggets, they definitely could be contenders there. You know, they're not they're not one of the favored teams, but they definitely could be. And I say they, they got a good shot, you know, come out strong and really prove themselves there. So the Nuggets think I think they got a good shot you know to go far in this NBA playoffs
0: yeah we'll see how far um some of these teams will go most of the teams are in in new rule for this little tournament style playoffs eight game seeding games the eight and nine see if they are under uh about three games they will have a play-in game uh and um Cam, what are your thoughts on this and is it a good bonus for the uh playing back and uh back to play tournament?
1: I think the playing game is a good rule they added, you know, gives gives teams an extra shot there. But I mean we'll see how this rule really affects affects the players and teams and going into the tournament. I don't see it being a huge factor but definitely could be a small factor there for these teams. and should be exciting to see um, to see these teams get back and playing again.
0: I think if I recall in the first couple of episodes, we talked about a lot of NBA players opting out as they were one of the first leagues to go to um, restart. They didn't restart games, but they had to uh, make a decision if they were going to play or not, like the NFL is doing right now. So Me and Jason talked about that in the Nets and the Wizards were about two teams that were missing uh, some players, some due to COVID, some due to family emergencies. And do you think that will impact the East or no?
1: I think it could impact the East, but like you said, the teams, they got to play with what they have. So it shouldn't be, it'll definitely impact teams, but at the end of the day, you know, a team's a team. You got to play with what you have. Just like if a player is injured and can't play, you still got to play without the guy you've got. So it should impact a little bit, but, you got know, you got to make do with what you got.
0: And the Nets and the Wizards are both teams that will face the Celtics. As I'm going to quickly go through uh, the schedule, you can uh, make note of some notable games you might want to watch. So we talked about the Bucks on Friday. Uh, they're gonna play the Portland Trailblazers on August second. Uh Miami Heat, that's a great matchup. Celtics Heat uh, is a rivalry since uh LeBron was on the Heat. So if you can remember those times, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James on the Heat, that's a how long the rival goes. Brooklyn Nets will be uh will face the Toronto Raptors, always a good team in the East in our division. Orlando Magic Memphis Grizzlies and the Washington Wizards will round out our schedule. Uh pretty easy schedule, as I talked about, with Jason and Kim, what's your prediction on how many games the Celtics won?
1: Um, out of these eight games, I gotta see the Celtics at least going four and four. I mean, they don't got they don't have the easiest schedule for sure. Their first game against the Bucks there definitely definitely will be a challenge to them. But you know, the Celtics, they they're a good they're a good team. I think the Bucks will probably beat the Celtics there. But I mean I can see the Celtics coming on top and the Wizards, Grizzlies, and Magic and Heat and Nets. I mean, I have the Celtics going five and three, four and four. Should it be exciting to see what the Celtics can do. You know, they got great, great, great offense with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker. Should be exciting to see what the Celtics will be able to do against these power teams like the Raptors and Bucks and teams like that.
0: So, the Bucks are locked in for the number one seed. Uh, Celtics can either go from two, three, or four. So, one of those teams that are in the contender for the top four is Miami Heat, but they have a much harder schedule. They play the Nuggets, the Raptors, the Celtics, Bucks. It uh, needs game against Suns. Two against the Pacers and the Thunder, uh, how do you think the Heat will do? And is this definitely a much harder schedule than the Celtics?
1: Um. Yeah, I think the Heat do have a harder schedule than the Celtics do, but you know, the the Heat they're they're a good team. They're not they're not like you said how they were before with LeBron, but no, they're a good team. They should be able to, you know. They should be able to get a little, little done. I mean, I don't see the Heat going far in this tournament at all, considering that they have this tough schedule and playing the Nuggets, Raptors, Bucks, Thunder, and Pacers and Celtics. I mean, they're those are all good teams there. So he definitely have one of the toughest schedules in the in these first eight eight seeding games. They, I mean, I think the Heat should only win about three of those games.
0: And lastly, I'm going to take a look at the Raptors schedule as they are the two seed right now, Celtics three and Heat four. Uh, the Raptors, uh, they're going to play the Lakers on Saturday, August 1st. Lakers will have a doubleheader uh, night on opening. Uh, actually, they'll play Thursday, so it's not a doubleheader. My bad. They play the Lakers, the Heat, Magic, Celtics, Grizzlies, Bucks, 76ers, and Nuggets, so We got the Heat and the Raptors have some tougher schedules than the Celtics. So we'll see how uh, this impacts it. Uh, But if we take a look at how the Celtics have been playing in the scrimmages, it may uh, foreshadow how they may play in regular season. They've not been playing well and they have not been scoring as much as they should be. So Cam, is that a factor as we uh, look into the seeding games?
1: Oh, definitely. It should be a factor, you know, I mean the scoring. I mean, every sport is about scoring. You gotta put up points and goals to be able to win games. So we'll see what the we'll see what the Celtics can do. But you know, what are your thoughts on this?
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. Um, they weren't playing well, and I hope that's not something we'll see in the future because definitely not what we want to see in the seeding games. Uh, we're gonna end. Our episode today with uh, some predictions and Cam, let's start a few NBA finals.
1: I gotta go with Lakers Bucks. They're the two power teams. I can't can't really see any other teams being there. I mean, they're definitely the teams that would deserve it the most of being the finals there. You know, that'd be a very very good finals to watch and very entertaining. So I gotta go with Lakers and Bucks there.
0: Well, Cam wants to go Lakers-Bucks. I'm going to predict Lakers-Celtics. Always a good rival. But uh, that may, NBA may not be as hard a decision as someone like the MLS. MLS, we've seen the playoffs. Uh, some notable teams we talked about, Atlanta, the Galaxy, did not make it. Um, but uh, out of the top teams, I probably would have to go Seattle. As MLS Cups last year, they were pro- they're probably the best team. Uh, we see your, uh, San Jose scoring a lot of goals, something the Revs, uh lacked in the MLS's back tournament. You need goals, uh, points in any sport, like Cam said. But I'm going to have to go see Al Sanders as MLS's back tournament, up, uh, tournament uh, champions. Uh, lastly, I'm just curious about NHL finals, any uh, change from Bruins' avalanche, or do you think it's still the same?
1: No, I got to stick with Bruins, Avalanche. you know, and the Bruins are obviously the number one team in the East, number one seed in the league even. Under the sports book favored the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, being the finals there, but I don't see the Lightning being it. I got to see the Bruins and you know, either Colorado or the rematch from last year with the Blues. Even Edmonton, they came out strong yesterday in their first exhibition game winning 4-2, to two, but I still got to go with Avalanche and Bruins. Avalanche, two seeds. Bruins, the one seed. That would be a very entertaining series to watch with Nathan McKinnon and Pastrnak and Bergeron on the Bruins. Should be should be exciting to see what happens in this NHL tournament or you know, 2014 playoff
0: we got. Yeah, and uh, something the Bruins are not like the Revs. They are definitely hungry for goals as they're going to start up uh, their – East qualifying competition against the Flyers on Sunday. But before that, they're actually going to have an Expedition game tomorrow. This is uh, filmed on Wednesday, July 29th. So if you see this after Thursday, you may be a little confused. But they're going to play an Expedition game against Blue Jackets tomorrow at 7 p.m. You can catch that on NHL Network, NHL TV, FSO, or Nesson. Nesson is also home to the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Right now they are finishing... A series will end Thursday, so two more games as they've lost the first two. Uh, but on Friday, they will start their first uh, s- series against rivals New York Yankees, going from the Mets to the Yankees. Uh, not sure if this is at Fenway or not, but you can catch all the games around 7, 7.30 p.m. on Nesson. Uh, Celtics, I mentioned Celtics-Bucks opening night. On Friday, they're uh, going to open their games. Friday, seven p- uh, six thirty p.m. on ESPN. So we uh, hope to see you watch that. And as I mentioned, Bruins Flyers uh, Sunday, three p.m. on NBC, national television, or 98.5 Sports Up Radio. So hope you uh, enjoyed this week's episode. We uh, had a lot of fun previewing the NBA, talking about sports, and curious we're. MLB and NFL seasons will go for the future. Uh, last but not least, the only news I have is uh, the Redskins. They made a decision to just be called the Washington football team. So we don't have that much more information on that. Last week we saw the expansion teams of Seattle Kraken and Charlotte FC. So that's all I got. Hope you enjoy this week's episode. I'm Brandon, he's Cam. And we're signing off now. Thanks for watching CBJ Sports Podcast, Episode 5.